ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the return of PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast for December the 7th. Elio Canella here alongside with Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? Good, but it, it's, a, it's a mixture of excitement and uh, trepidation coming back because I, I'll, I'll tell you what, usually, usually we have a uh, smiling beginning to the show, but there's not going to be much uh, smiling going on during this show because of what we have discuss. Right. Uh, before we get into that, oh, I understand you, uh, we went away on a mini vacation. Yeah, and, uh, you, you, uh, yeah, you and I both went on vacation. Yep. I, I went to, uh, West Virginia and you went on a cruise, uh, in Florida. Yes, sir. I, uh, got back, that? I got back, uh, around 1 a.m. on a Monday. Slash Tuesday morning. Oh, oh, well, very good. Hopefully you went right to sleep. Oh, yeah. I slept on the plane and I slept when I got home. I was like, dead. I'm still dead for uh, today. I I think I need uh, a whole weekend just to sleep away and get back to normal. Well, that's understandable. Jet lag. Yep. Um, so, actually before... Before we do that, we should be, we are going to start on our, off on the sad notes because this past week, oh, just recently we uh, lost uh, another, uh, another legend, uh, Larry the Axe Hennig passed away. Yeah, we're, uh, we're coming fast and furious this week, first with, uh, the Dynamite Kid and now Larry the Axe. Yes, yes, so, Dynamite uh, Kid as well, yes. So, yeah, definitely a sad week for wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the uh, the best I can say is at least it's not under um, suspicious circumstances as usual in the case of wrestling deaths. Right. So, not, not to minimize it, but at least we got some natural causes. Yep. <laughs> So our condolences to the families of uh, Larry the Axe Hennig, uh, of course the father of Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig and the grandfather of Curtis Axel, and of course the family of Dynamite Kid. Absolutely, and uh, I think I think Dynamite Kid is an extremely sad case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, it's well documented the issues he's had over the years. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he's at peace. Well, at least the British Bulldogs are reunited in uh, heaven with their WBF Tag Team Championships. Absolutely. Silver lining, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so should we get into this? Because Ben, now look. Two weeks I've been away. I... Uh, I w- I'm gonna ask you how you're. D- I'm gonna ask you how you're doing, but I pretty much already know the answer. So more importantly, I'd like to know what the hell is going on because it feels like we've gone back in time to 1998. Well, it, it's really a case of like I'm stuck between being incredibly frustrated and laughing my ass off. <laughs> right. I mean, Vince McMahon is a child. Okay, he's certainly not an adult because no adult would put out this kind of product week in yeah, and week out. I and, and you have a very good point there, and you know certainly, certainly no human being that I know would. <laughs> but you know, the thing is, the the weird parts that I'm getting was you know uh, this last week was was rewritten because of uh, George H.W. Bush's death. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the feeling is that the original plan for the show um, was seeing too many heels win uh, their matches and that the Texas fans needed to be sent home happy. In what universe is that a happy ending on Monday Night Raw? What was that? Oh, so, my God. 
somebody really needs to explain something to me there. Yeah. And then to start out the series of, of now looks, because they're going to be coming hot and heavy this week. Um, what the hell was was the situation with the Dean Ambrose hospital statement? I'm... I mean, I mean, that needle was longer than some, than some men's appendages, for fuck's sake. <laughs> no, I didn't get to watch it because on a Monday night I was on an airplane at 9 o'clock, so I haven't recorded and even get a chance to watch it yet. I started last night, but it got late, so I went to sleep. So you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to help me out here with uh, Raw, of course. But okay, well, I, I have a, I have a, and, and, sorry, go on. Well, I was, I was saying I, I can do that, but uh, just straight up right off the bat, I'm going to tell you that um, we're going to be doing um, highlights of, of Raw rather than the whole thing because I can, um, I have the results in front of me, but quite frankly, I, I tuned out at certain points because it was just, it was so bad. Right, of course, yeah. We, 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 we don't need to bore everyone with uh, every single minor detail that went on. Now, I have, I have to say, Vince McMahon has the final say on the shows, right? Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure there are many days when Triple H is in there scratching his head trying to figure out what the hell this man, what the hell is going on through this man's mind. From week to week. Well, you know, I I have to I have to stop myself from weeping because you know with with Triple H and, and Vince responsible for their respective things, uh, WWE has become a contrasted universe. Uh, because on one side with Raw, it's so incredibly bad. Can I say Drake Maverick? He is the GM of 205 Live. Is this why they brought him up to the main roster to make like a laughing stock out of him? And AOP was the, one of the most feared tag teams in NXT, and now where are they? They're the tag team champions, but. Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought I was getting mixed up with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> That's a whole nother now look. Well, I don't, I don't blame you. Like I said, like I said they're going to be coming in, uh, in multiples this week. But, but here, I mean, here's the thing. So, a few weeks ago, we see um, Drew Benford himself out of fear. She's gonna get choked slammed by the big joke. Oh my god. Which in and of itself is stupid, but you know, if you wanna, if you wanna avoid getting choked slammed by anybody, I guess, I guess pissing yourself is a, is one way of doing it. Um, and then, and then of course, um, the next week on Raw, everybody's making fun of him for, uh, I have something to say, please. Uh, yeah. Now, right all these stupid puns, because I was I saw that episode the other night. I was catching up. I'm still catching up, like I was saying earlier. They have Chad Gable, one half of American Alpha, former SmackDown Tag Team Champion. They have Bobby Roode, one half of Beer Money. A former Teenage World Champion and Tag Team Champion and a former U.S. Champion and they have them doing stupid things like that. Well, yes, and, and that is what makes me want to blow my head off while, while I'm 
Now I, I was laughing at, at some points, but I wasn't laughing with them. I was laughing at them. I thought this went out with 1998. Yeah, this is like elementary school all over again. And, and when DX did it, it was entertaining as all hell. Not the case here with Drake, Maverick, and Bobby Roode. No, when DX did it, they um, made it funny. Well, my, my point exactly. Um, you know, I... If anybody listening to this found that entertaining, I would be I would be happy to hear your uh, thoughts, but I, I think it's a pretty safe bet that uh, nobody did. Well, uh, uh, there's really, uh, I'm not sure how, let me see something here. Give me like a minute. Let me just check something. There are a total of three viewers, and really uh, no one's uh, seeing anything, so <laughs> I guess they didn't find it funny. I feel so bad for Drake Maverick. Oh my god, it's it's embarrassing. I mean, I I would rather be back on the independent circuit. Seriously. This is a joke. And in in the same in the same time, simultaneously, they are pardon the pun, but they are pissing all over AOP. They're their reported tag team champions. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, you know, this might seem like sitting the obvious, but these two are monstrous, monstrous human beings, and we're reducing them to toilet humor and bullshit. Now, 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 I'm, now I'm glad that uh, they didn't, they uh, took Paul Ellering away from AOP. <sighs> Okay, so should, should we get into this travesty and get it over with? Yes. This is like taking a yes, this is like taking a cough syrup for a cold, except that this is gonna taste terrible. Well, it, but then again, taking cough syrup that does sometimes have fun results. On <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Okay, so Monday Night Raw came to us from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Now, the opening match was a tag team match. Bailey and Sasha Banks defeating Alicia Fox and Mickey James. Yeah. I, um, you know, <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing is, I hope, I hope they're going to use these ladies somehow build up something because lately certain um, women's matches just haven't uh, lived up to par. Uh oh. And uh, well no, this, <coughs> this is one of those. I kind of feel like there's division within the women's division. And what I mean by that is you have a, you have a top tier level of performers. You know, such as, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. uh, Nia Jax, mm-hmm. and then, and then there's, a, there's a sharp drop-off. Not, not in terms of their uh, capabilities, but just in terms of how they're presented. And I feel like, you know, Alicia Fox and, and Mickey James are examples of that division. 
Right. Um, because I really, I really don't know what's happening with with them. I mean, I'd be doing something uh, completely different. So. Now I understand they were doing like this open forum or something where they were asking them questions. Actually, the only thing I was leading up to is, so do you think they're actually going to go through with this uh, women's tag team championships? Because I, I, I was, I was, uh, sorry, I was, uh, reporting on, um, I reported on one column, um, where WWE was considering a Queen of the Ring tournament for 2019, and I was saying, before they even consider anything, they need to clean up their product. Yes. <laughs> and and so my point for my point for bringing that up is since we're in the middle of the women's revolution, I'm really hoping that uh, if if they choose to bring in a uh, women's uh, tag team division, that it doesn't get sucked into the vacuum of of just complete mediocre. Uh, um, performances because uh, the we don't we don't need, need that right now. We we have enough Baron Corbin on the show. Oh my God, uh, Baron Corbin! That guy is has become unbearable to watch and listen to. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, uh, well, no argument here. Um, you know, it's just <laughs> it's it, it's physically painful. I liked him better when he when he kept his mouth shut and he was a lone wolf and he didn't talk. Well, yeah, 
Because I, I think, I think now they're gonna have some issues with this uh, general manager gimmick because the, I think the thought process going in was to eventually give it to uh, Alexa Bliss uh, once Braun Strowman came back from from injury. Now. Um, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with it because uh, Strowman got hurt and uh, Alexa Bliss is now slated to return to in-ring action. So, which leads the general manager position of a limbo. So, this could be interesting in a very bad way very quickly. <laughs> I think we should become the general manager of Raw. We'll clean that place up. Oh my God, we would do so, we would do so many things, and I'll tell you what, the ratings would be through the fucking roof. <laughs> so the second match, it was. <clears throat> Let's see. Okay, now look. Grand Metalik. Kalisto and Lince Dorado, Lucha House Party defeating Scott Dawson in a three-on-one handicap match. What's the what, What's the point of that? And I also heard about this Lucha House rules that they have going on. Um. Well, let me let me ex, ex, explain explain that because I I feel I feel I feel the urge to. To go on an absolute rant. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Which I have party things. Okay, this is a case of a stupefied mm. version of the fabulous three birds rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I say stupefied because you know all three. Yes, all three. Uh, are allowed to perform in the matches, but it's not—it's not a case that they get to pick which two of the two of the three, which is the classic version of the fabulous three bird three bird rules. Uh, this is all three of them get to compete, so it's like every single match is a handicap match. Oh my god! Which is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Uh, so they're gonna have to either the, either the only way I can see this working out is if the Lucha House Party goes into a super heel mode. Well, this looks like yeah, like a heel, like a heel uh, move because the Freebirds were heels. Well, yeah, and they were some of the best heels in the history of the business. This is just this is just stupidity served on fire. In the next match, um, now I heard about this. Uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated Drew McIntyre, so I'm guessing they're no longer a team because I heard that Drew McIntyre was interviewed and he said that uh, Dolph Ziggler was never his friend and he was using Ziggler. Well, yes, and and. We, we saw that come. The partnership actually lasted longer than I had anticipated it lasting. Okay. Um, you know, but they're going to let Drew McIntyre do his own thing, which I think is actually a very good move. Um, you know, they, they just need to let, to let that horse run. Right. Because I think he's going to lead us to greener pastures. So the, I can very easily right. Go on. Go ahead. No, no, no I wasn't going to say anything. No, I, I, no, I was just going to say that um, you know I see dollar signs all over Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. and I am I am so excited to, to see what he can do. Now, so the um, Dolph Ziggler is the face here, right? Okay, so Dolph Ziggler is the face there, okay, 
and uh, let's see the next match we have okay another handicap tag team match we had the team of AOP and Drake Maverick defeating uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable Many episodes ago, we were scratching our heads trying to figure out how in the world they decided to pair Bobby Roode with Chad Gable. I'd rather see that team than anything that involving AOP and Drake Maverick right now. Well, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and this is this is nothing against AOP or Drake Maverick. This is this is how they're being fucked. No, I feel I feel bad for them. And and yeah. I feel like they are stuck between a rock and an oncoming tractor trailer. This, this is, is not going is not going to end well. And um, you know, as we said, Vince, Vince is the final say with this shit. And it's just like what? Yep. And in the next match, uh, we had um. Former tag team, well, not former, right? I think they still were tag tag team, but um, Heath Slater defeating Rhino. And, and and the feeling there is, I think, I think Rhino retired. Yes, I heard that uh, he retired during uh, the commercial break. I don't, and I don't really see a point to to that match otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like um, I feel like Keith Slater and and Rhino have just been tossed into the trash bin. Um, so you know, if you really think about it, that in and of itself is sad because you know Rhino is one of those guys who is a legit badass. Mm-hmm. And he he has consistently draw, drawn the short straw in WWE. I mean, the last cool thing he did in WWE was like in two thousand two. Um. So you know, if, if indeed he has retired, I'd like to thank him for years of service to the industry and 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 really I think he's one of the one of the most criminally underrated performers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd be I'd be interested to do a podcast one day where we discuss uh, the criminally underused. That could be arranged. Yes. We can do something like that. And hence why, hence why I planted the seed, so you're, you're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, we, we, can, uh, set, we can set something up. Now that, now that we're getting even better at uh, and our, our shows are improving greatly. Uh, oh, well, yes, and our, and our skills are improving and our... our, our uh, Know, our voices are just becoming so silky with professionalism. Yep. So let's see. Um, in the next match, we had Finn Balor defeating Jinder Mahal. And had Jinder Mahal won, I would I would have I would have drove my head through the television 
I'm just, I'm really flipping happy I didn't have to do that because I'm, I'm too sexy for that. <laughs> and, uh, instead of, I'm too sexy for my shirt, it's, I'm too sexy for my TV. <laughs> um, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. So, so, uh, at, at least we had one tiny, minuscule dose of logic. Exclusive uh, hot off the presses. In the main event of the evening, we had the team of Ember Moon and Ronda Rousey defeating Nia Jax and Tamina. I don't have complaints about that match. It's just um, I would I would have done it differently. Mm-hmm. Especially if you want to book the two Samoans as badasses. I mean, I would have them rolling through everybody right now. Right. So that was uh, Monday Night Raw from Houston, Texas. <laughs> And next, um, we will roll into our uh, review of uh, SmackDown. So stay tuned for that. Indeed. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And we are going to get into our review of Tuesday Night SmackDown Live, which aired from the Frank Irwin Center in Austin, Texas. And on this uh, card, we had a total of four matches. In the first match, we had Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville defeating Asuka and Charlotte Flair with the end coming when Charlotte Flair accidentally kicked Asuka, allowing Rose and Deville to pick up the, the win in that match. Well, and, and I, think, I think the reason why that, why that happened mm-hmm. um, was to create dissension going into their uh, triple threat uh, match at uh, TLC. So uh, that made sense. Um, I was glad to finally see something that made sense uh, on my my screen because, uh, you know, those moments have been few and far between. but, uh, you know, I like, I'm really looking forward to, to that match. So, uh, hope, hopefully, hopefully this one served as good lead-in. At least I think it did. Mm-hmm. And um, we will reserve final judgment for, um, for TLC. I will, I will say uh, this match in particular uh, has the potential to be... Yes. One of those that we talk about for years to come. So and, of, and of course, TLC uh, comes to us next Sunday night. Yep. Already. <laughs> wow. It's already here. Yeah, this, um, the last, the last few months, I feel like, have gone really fast. So, um, I have a question for you about the Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. Do you think they're going to keep them together, or do you think they're going to... Sp- uh, split them down the line. Well, I think I think they're gonna uh, split them, but mm-hmm. at at this point, I would really like to see them uh, stay together because you know th- this is go- this is gonna come out wrong, and I I really don't intend it to 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 be uh to be that way. Um, but I feel like Mandy Rose is gonna get. Uh, typecast because to be honest with you I haven't seen enough of her in terms of uh, in ring in ring uh, performance right. to offer an opinion mm-hmm. and in, in her case I actually think um, that <coughs> Corey, Corey Graves drooling over her um, serves the same purpose as Jerry Lawler drooling over puppies in the Attitude Era. Oh no! Uh, that that's what it reminds me of. Uh, clearly, um, she is strikingly gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I have to see more from her. Right. Uh, from a in ring uh, pers- 
perspective. Yep. To to really put out an informative <coughs> opinion. So hopefully she gets that chance. And um, you know, I the best way to put it is I see her in a category with Lana. Right, oh. right now. Right. Um, you know, and until until further notice, I just have to see more. In terms of um, Sonia Deville, um, she can really be of use down the line. Uh, because of her uh, MMA background, and I'd be interested to see if they use her uh, better in in the future. Mm-hmm. In uh, the second match, it was uh, Jay Uso defeating Xavier Woods. I believe. Let me just double check that. Yep, Jay Uso defeating Xavier Woods. I really have uh, nothing to say about this match other than New Day. And uh, the Usos yet again, except in singles action. Yeah, and, and it, it's it's as as great as these two teams are, and and they deserve the headline, the you know the tag team division as they have. Mm-hmm. But it, it's you know what the, their matches are reminding me of like Cena versus Orton of the two thousand. <laughs> right. How many times have those two faced each other? It's just, it's like every week ad nauseum, and it's just become, change the freaking record. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, I believe this is uh, the point um, in the show where we had Ms. TV, and Ms.'s guest was the, quote, new Daniel Bryan. <laughs> This is a very odd uh, version of Daniel Bryan. I mean, very different from the first time he was a heel. I mean, uh, when he was doing the whole no thing and the no, no, no. Okay, I was used to that. I got used to that. But uh, this is very odd. Like, and some of what he, some of uh, what he was saying during Miss TV was very unlike him. I've never heard him. Uh, Talk about stuff like that. Yeah, it's um, I'm actually kind of digging the difference, and it's the it's the first time that I've noticed uh, someone's shirt as as being a play in uh, to to the character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a uh, it's a vegan heart. Yeah. With uh, with plant matter, so I just thought that that was cool. And also, uh, excuse me. And also, um, at uh, towards the end of uh, the segment, Miz was asked him if he was finally doing what Miz was telling him to do the whole time, and he kept saying he said yes, and then he no, and then he kept saying yes and no. Um and. That was something that I actually liked because it was like Miz almost like scared of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm really uh, I'm I'm liking this new Daniel Bryan. This is definitely not the Daniel Bryan that we've seen in the past, and it's uh, it's a uh, very refreshing to see this uh, version. Yeah, um, and it it shows how versatile he is. As a performer, mm-hmm. I was I was legitimately surprised when when they uh, put the title back on him. Oh, so was I. You know, I uh, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, not at all. I, I mean, for sure, I thought that ship had sailed mm-hmm. in, in twenty fourteen. Uh, so in a way, it was shocking, but seeing seeing his work now. 
it I I really enjoy it. And it's it's different and it makes for an interesting feud between him and AJ Styles because if you think about it, AJ Styles of twenty eighteen is portraying the character of Daniel Bryan in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're the ultimate baby faces. Now, in the next match, uh, we saw a feud that was uh, rekindled with um, Jeff Hardy. No, with Randy Orton defeating Jeff Hardy. (laughs) And, uh, you know, um, after the screwdriver in the year, segment from uh, Hell in a Cell back in October, I really, uh, you know, I don't really see them uh, doing better than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a it's it's an interesting uh, segment, I guess. What I what I found more entertaining than the match was um, Samoa Joe's promo. After the fact, in the bar. Yes, they 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 have Jeff Hardy going into a program with Samoa Joe, and uh, I like how they how Joe just appeared on the screen. He was at a bar talking about uh, drinking and the causes of drinking. But this one is being is done in a good way. Yes. There's nothing uh, like there's nothing bad or uncomfortable about this story. This uh, right, storyline. Right. 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 It's 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 and that's my point. It's it's being done in a way where we yeah. buy into it. Like we don't we don't have, we're not, like on uh, Raw with the whole uh, putting Roman Reigns into the storyline. That's just. I saw the one. Um, the one uh, Raw where uh, Dean Ambrose uh, so, uh, uttered that one line about uh, answering. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he's, his, his leukemia is his way of answering to God yeah. for his, his sins and the shield. Yes. And, you know, whether, whether or not Roman Reigns approves of it or not, which it, it just went, I'm sure he does, otherwise they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, still, it's still in poor taste. Yep. You just don't use somebody's cancer like that. Right. And in 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 the past few weeks, my respect level for WWE has has just gone down considerably. Oh, like wait, I was like even while even while I was away, whenever I had access to Wi Fi, I would like download the other the other podcasts that I listened to. To listen to the review of Raw, and usually the four big pay-per-views of the year are WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and Royal Rumble. And usually the big shows are the Monday Night Raws after the pay-per-view. But uh, the one, the Raw after Survivor Series was just terrible. So in the main event, we had the Miz, AJ Styles, defeating the Miz by submission. Um, if you could, if you could just talk about that for a minute, I'm getting, I'm getting in my chair. Okay. Sure. Let me just transfer and. Okay, so AJ Styles came out during the Miz TV segment and. 
to confront the Miz, and that led to General Manager Page putting AJ Styles in the match against the Miz, which was our main event of SmackDown Live. And the end came when AJ Styles submitted the Miz to win the match. So, so that was a uh, SmackDown for Tuesday, December the fourth, from Austin, Texas, and uh, Ben. Um, are we doing NXT this week? Are we doing NXT this week? Uh, no, we're not. So, uh... Okay. Actually, uh, you know, what, um, have you, have you caught the NXT UK? No, uh, that's something I'm gonna, that's something I'm gonna start watching. Okay, because while I was in Florida, I started watching NXT UK. I'm liking that, the, I'm liking that whole show. Yeah, I recommend uh, I recommend watching that because it's a re- it's a quite refreshing and you know, a refreshing change from the crap that we've had to deal with for the past uh, two weeks. Well, the, with the, with that, I'm, I might very well dive into it after we get done here. Very good. Uh, the one uh, the one segment of of uh, NXT this week that I did see. Was the debut of uh, Punishment Martinez? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and uh, and it actually quite surprised me that he lost to Matt Riddle. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I had the same exact reaction. Okay, I'm gonna have to um, check that out. My eyes were bugging out of my head. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to check that out. But um, you know, Punishment Martinez has one of the most, uh, one of the more unique uh, looks that I've ever seen. Uh, if you if you check him out, uh, and his um, I I know you're not a tattoo guy, but his uh, his tattoos really um, uh, play well into his character. Okay, uh, we're going to take a bit of a break. Hold on. We will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and we're going to bring this show to a close this week. Uh, This is our first show back after a two-week absence. Ben, do you have any uh, final words? Um, Well, I can only hope that uh, our uh, our TLC prediction show uh, next week uh, gives us better material to work with uh, than we've had the last two weeks. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yep. It's been very bare. Uh, hence the hence the somewhat lack of uh, enthusiasm mm-hmm. of uh, this show. Uh, we do, although on the positive side of of that, I think we had um, shockingly fewer. Um, now looks and I was expecting, but then again, I think I think it was kind of mutually understood that this entire uh, podcast this week was a gigantic now look. Well, well, I I think I think that was because we we uh, left out a lot of the crap that and, that they aired. And I, I I like your emphasis of the word crap. <laughs> I. Uh, I, I I like that a lot, and uh, it, I'll tell you what. If we if we if I have to deal with one more Drake Maverick urine related segment, I, I I think I am going to drive my head through the drywall. Ben, next Friday for our TLC prediction show, you better not be later. You're in trouble. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I um, 
Just today. Uh, I um, I did. I was back, and then I and then I went back because I had a uh, my friend was headlining a comedy show. Oh, okay. Uh, in, West, in West Virginia last night, so I went back. Oh, okay. Uh, I yeah, I have a I have a documented history in uh, in West Virginia because I. I work there, and then I also vacation there. Oh, okay. So, there's a lot of history there. But hopefully, um, hopefully next week's show will be uh, vastly more entertaining uh, with more material to work with. Yes. So, that is our show for this week. We will be back next Friday with our TLC prediction show. Of course, TLC takes place next Sunday, December 16th. On the WWE streaming on the WWE Network, Ben. For nine ninety nine a month. Shameless plug. You're welcome, WWE. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Ben. I will talk to you next week, listeners. I will talk to you all next week as well. All right. Very good. All right, Ben. Take care. I'll talk to you off air. Okay.